Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Previously on the Epic Podcast. Lugo! Schaefer! So we're going on vacation now. Yay! Awesome. Where I are we going to go? What are we going to do? I need a break from doing this. Oh. I need a break from oh. all the things. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Ooh, dude. Yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me. What are you going to do? We're going to go into the future. Dude, I just told you I hate the future. Yo, I know, but we're going to skip. There's going to be terrible things that are going to happen in January, maybe uh-huh. February, maybe yeah, March. Sure. I don't know. We're going to take a little time off from the show, and we're just going to skip everything that happens. Okay, just skip the next couple of months? We're just going to skip the next couple of months. Okay. Let's just go yeah, into yeah, the future yeah. where... I just assume it's going to be brighter and, and more hopeful. One one would hope. So anyway, you know the deal. Yeah. Here's the big shiny button. Oh, I do like the big shiny button. I know. So you hit that button and we will be shot into the future to our next episode. Come here, button. Are you ready? Yeah. Punch it. We now resume our program four months later. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer, the Dark Lord. strange world is this is this the future this is what the future looks like but well it still smells the same and... yeah hold on a second okay me, hold on yeah, I yeah. look out the window okay go look at the <laughs> yes as you run back put on put amazingly on the, the city yeah. is not on fire oh really there is not a mushroom cloud huh. hovering above new york so well, it looks like we survived the worst of it i think i owe you a dollar then wow i wonder how people communicate in the future i mean obviously through the telekinetic implant that has been surgically implanted into their brain by apple of course of course obviously what if we're the last two people who still use spoken (gasps) word what if we're technically off the grid what if they find out about us and they have to have a silence to can we can we we commit crimes and no one will know who did it because we're not in the system perhaps let's buy some bootleg dvds i wonder if movies even exist in the future well i mean obviously they're all like in 3d in your brain you know you put on a helmet and you're in the movie i don't think dvds probably exist because those barely existed in the world that we just left that's true they're like the laser discs of of this time first of all mm-hmm. we're 
we're here right where we left off. Yeah. We should probably uh, put this on tape and give this to our audience because they haven't heard us do this no. stupid thing for four months. No, I guess not. Do you remember how it goes? You mean the top of this thing? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely remember. What are uh, you, what are you, what, what am I, a rube? Well, I don't my know. my first day at the fucking rodeo? But Did I, I fall off the podcast truck yesterday? Look, anybody who's anybody knows yeah. one of the side effects of time travel yeah. is uh, memory loss and or slight dementia. That's, all, well, I mean, with me, how could you really tell? True. So I just wanted to make sure. That yeah, yeah. No, let's do this. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to do the opening exactly the way it's always been done. All right. Terrific. Hey there, loyal listener. Mm. Nelson Lugo here. Your audio commentator for this pop culture podcast called The Epic Podcast. But those in the know know it as Popeye Podcast. Welcome once again to the next installment of the adventures of two middle-aged men. In the second seat, we have one Schaefer the Dark Lord. Say hello, sir. Hi, I'm Schaefer the Dark Lord. There you are. All right, let's do this podcast thing. Uh, did we used to do... That is literally word for word how it's always been done. Cool, because I, I couldn't remember mm. if, if we were uh, if we did a shitty podcast or if we were uh-huh. legitimate late night sex DJs. Well, that really depends on who you ask. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think if you ask like twelve people, you might get twelve different answers. I would like to assume that it is the yeah. latter, yeah. And, and that traveling through time has allowed one of my childhood dreams to come true. Ah, I always wanted to be <laughs> the velvety voice over the airwaves yeah. while people uh-huh. have sex. Well, you know what, Schaefer, your ship has come in. Finally, finally, all these dreams years, really do come true. All sir. these years of writing crappy nursery rhymes, and I finally cross it off your bucket list because you, sir, have arrived to the good times, to the sexy times. That is the epic podcast. <laughs> to this strange new future world <laughs> of April twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. Exactly. Uh, I feel like before we uh-huh. since our, this show, we always would typically talk about things that uh-huh. were going on in the world. Sure, sure. We should probably get caught up. We've got a lot to. That's true. Consume. That's and, true. We need we need to consume a bunch of things uh, and then come back and have an have an opinion. I don't. I, I think it would be boring if we recorded a you know thirty seven hour episode where we just watch all of the movies and TV shows and play all the video games. Well, would it be boring? Yes. Would it? Oh yes. Would it? Unquestionably. I don't know. I think I think it depends on who you ask, really. I think we should just uh go ahead and hit the pause button on this for a second. Okay. And then we'll get caught up. Fine. No, 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 then... no, no, no. Let's just do all the things you want to do. That sounds terrific. That's okay. a terrific plan. Okay, good. Good, good, good. We'll take a little pause. Yeah. We'll get caught up and yeah. then we'll come back and we'll talk to our loyal listener who possibly speaks a new language that is a combination of all the world's languages because sure, Well, yeah, no, obviously. She's some sort of Sure. Unifying world peace at this point. Absolutely. Uh, and then we'll uh, and then we'll catch up on all of them. Okay, great. Let's do that. All right, here we go. Uh, let me just uh, hit this pause. What the fuck? Okay, I want to say that's. 
Uh, Did we just read that? Was that a parody website where we got? You know what? That can't all be true. I, for a second there, I thought you were punking me and I was reading articles off The Onion. I, uh, I thought for a second that maybe traveling through time gave you incredibly fast coding skills and you created <laughs> all of this material online to trick me. But uh, no, is the, is, is the leader of the country starting Twitter fights with Saturday Night Live and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Did yeah. he really? Yeah bomb Syria and drop the largest bomb ever on Afghanistan and is he threatening a preemptive nuclear strike against North Korea? Yeah, he's uh is basically Trump is the comment section of any feminist article uh made flesh. Has it only been 4 months? <sighs> and the people of the world have let this go on? Well, you know, impeaching a president not is not as easy as one would think. Is this one of those dark timeline things? Did we fuck oh, up? Oh, dude, we are in the darkest timeline. Absolutely. Oh, so maybe the world... Remember, remember that uh, butterfly you accidentally stepped on when we were time traveling? Accidentally, my ass, a little show-off motherfucker. Look at me, I'm too pretty. I taught him what's what. Yeah, well, now we're in the darkest timeline, thanks to you, because... You know, oh, because there are consequences. Butter, butterfly effect. Oh, yeah. well, I hope the world that we left, though they will mourn our death for the rest of their lives because oh, sure. we are gone no, i hope that they yeah. will enjoy their unifying world peace and their their one universal language under the rule of president clinton and they will live happily ever after and they will and well, i'm sorry we'll never see them again as we sit here and just keep manually pushing the minute hand up on the <laughs> atomic clock until we're all dust has it really only been four months Speaking of death, uh, I played uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, you and played that really fast during that pause. I did. Uh, well, you know, it was a pretty long... I mean, you know, what's what's hours and days to us is mere moments to our loyal listener. True. Quick uh, question. Yes. What is a Mass Effect Andromeda? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is the fourth installment of the Mass Effect series. Uh, there were three games prior, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, uh, which were... Wait, a, what was the third one? Uh, Mass Effect 3. Okay. Yeah. Go on. <clears throat> it was a self-contained trilogy, an epic story of space battles and horrible evil aliens and political intrigue and... Wasn't there a lot of mineral mining? Oh, there was a shit ton of mineral mining. That's oh, yeah. Literally everything I know about the game. Uh, well, boy, howdy. Buckle up, Buster, because I'm about to give you a crash course in Mass Effect. Wait, to be real clear. So you're saying that the, thir the, the first three was a solid self-contained trilogy. It resolved. Uh, there was a there was a through thread. It resolved all of it by the end of the third game. Well, OK, it was a th it was it was a trilogy written as a, as a self-contained trilogy and that there was a beginning, middle and end. Uh, as far as anyone at Bioware, the company that makes the game, is concerned, that story arc is done. It's over with. That character, the character of Shepard, had his or her story. Okay. Um, so now, does that now does Mass Effect Androgyny? Does that take place? <laughs> is it a side story in the same universe? Is it an extension with the same characters? No, no, no. None of the none of the characters uh, of the original trilogy are in this new game. Okay, and it is a completely separate story set in that in that universe in that sort of continuity. 
right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the same technology exists, a lot of the same history. Uh, you know, it's it's basically it's it's as if you went from. Oh, I'm horrible at these at the at an analogy right now, but basically, it's a completely separate story with separate people in the same universe. Okay, and that really has uh, no weight or bearing on what the trilogy created, or rather, what the trilogy, the story of the trilogy, mm-hmm. right? Is it is it predominantly the same kind of uh, storytelling style, gameplay mechanics? Um, for the most part, it's you know I think each each game iterates on itself really really well. Uh, the first game is a, had a fantastic story, but the gameplay was kind of wonky. The second one, the uh, the mechanics of uh, fighting and shooting became so much better, mm-hmm. and the story became so much tighter. But it. It, it it took away some of the stuff that we really liked about the first one, like the, the exploration and, and discovery and stuff. Uh, and so then they brought some of that back in the third one, but because it was the final story, they really wanted to focus in on it and the battle mechanics became even better. And then the, a multiplayer component was added to it, which, which was actually really fantastic, which was a cooperative multiplayer. Um, you know, you and four other uh, buddies would fight against wave after wave of, of enemies. Nice. And you had to work as a team to get through it all. I like cooperative uh, multiplayer so much better than competitive Oh my God, me too. So much, so much. Um, and you know, and I guess, I mean, I don't know how much of this you know, but Ma- Mass Effect 3 is this really sort of contentious uh, game because uh, there was a huge uproar about it. And, and I'm not even going to get into the details of it because quite frankly, it's boring. Um, but I am a huge, huge, huge Mass Effect fan. And the second I learned that there was a new game coming out, I've been chomping at the bit, waiting for it. And it finally arrived. And I got to say, I like it a lot. Um, wow, that sounds... There's some... I don't... I don't. Here's the thing. I want to love it. Um, if there was ever a fan of this series that that is the target market for this game would be me. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to look past a shit ton of crap to enjoy the game. Sure. Um, so I don't love it. I think my favorite is still Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 is still my favorite game of the entire trilogy, of mm-hmm. the entire series, I guess, at this point. Um, but I like Mass Effect, Andro- Mass Effect Andromeda a lot. I, I mean, you know, I don't love it. I think it has some some flaws um, that aren't enough to break the game for me, but are enough for me to go, huh, that's an odd choice. <clears throat> Why would they do that? You know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's the best, it's the best fighting mechanics of any of the Mass Effect games. Um, you know, you can do so m- I mean, they took away some stuff. They limited you in a, in a way that forces you to become creative in combat. Um, whereas before it was more pause and play. Mm-hmm. Like you basically you pause the game and then you select from a from a wheel of like a billion abilities to do whatever the fuck you needed to do. Here you still have a billion abilities, but you're only allowed to have three at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and does it not? Do you not exit battle when you do those? Do you, no, you, you have to do those in real time. In real time, okay. you have to do the three in real time. I'd like to speak to that a little bit later. Oh, okay. Go on. Um, but they've also but but the thing is they also don't limit you to the class. You can be any class at any point during the game. You can switch classes on the fly. You can also switch abilities on the fly, but they all have cooldowns. So although you're you're stuck to only three in any given moment, you can still switch them out and and still have anything you want. But there's <clears throat> but you end up as a result of that, you end up becoming really, really creative about 
which abilities that you have versus when you're going to use them how long you're going to use it and exactly. how strategically you're going to use it before you extinguish it. Exactly. And, or like, uh, uh, if you're facing different enemy types, like which ones you're going to have to switch out to defeat them better. You know, um, hmm. they, they took away your ability to control your teammates, which I think is a really dumb idea. I understand why they did it because it would force you to pause the game to issue commands to do things, and so they wanted a more seamless combat experience. So they're they're a- a- AI and they're AI, and they're not particularly good. Okay, um, you know, you basically you can direct them to go to a certain place, you can direct them to come to rally around you, or you can direct them to fire at a specific enemy. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas before you could pause the game, select from a giant wheel of abilities. <laughs> aim it at a specific enemy and have that person attack that person over there and have the other partner attack the other person over there. Um, but the thing is, I like it. I like Mass Effect Andromeda. I like the story. I like the combat. I think... Um, I don't have a problem with the animations. A lot of people are complaining about the facial animations. I don't have a problem with it. It's a fucking video game. Hashtag video games. Um, <clears throat> I think... the two The two major beefs I have with this game is one, I think... There's like a million side quests mm-hmm. and only about a third of them. No, even less. I would say 25% of all the side quests actually have anything to do with the main story. Oh, hashtag Assassin's Creed. Right. Um, and I and a lot of them are kind of useless and don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they just time things. Exactly. Because uh, you like being in the world of the game and a, if you want to go for some exactly. sort of completion trophy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And... Uh, I think the main story campaign is fantastic. I think the loyalty missions for all of your party members are fantastic. Some of the side missions are okay, and some of them are meaningful to the story. Um, and what's the other one? Um, the script. The story is actually really good. The scripting, however, is kind of ridiculous. What do you mean? Dialogue? Yeah. Like, some of the things that you say as the character are like, huh, that wasn't odd reaction to that moment <laughs> or that was a unique choice that actor made for that particular scene sure, sure. that's it <clears throat> that's it i think you know there's, there's just moments where i kind of roll my eyes and go <laughs> video games you know but for the most part i'm really enjoying it i'm on my second playthrough oh i was just about to ask yeah. how many times you've you've played through it and if if a subsequent playthrough may change your mind about it because that that happens it does no it does i well i thoroughly enjoy i played the first game to like I think 95% completion. Um, there were just a couple of different, there are a few side quests that I just like, I, I just, I literally don't care. Yeah. Um, and I'm playing the second one. I, I played the first one through as Sarah Ryder, as the default Sarah Ryder. Cause there's two, there's a brother and sister protagonist and they're twins. And there's Sarah Ryder and there's Scott Ryder. And I played the first game through as Sarah Ryder, and she uh, and there's and there's two options, or well, there's multiple options you can play it, but primarily you can play from your heart as an emotional feeling character, or you can play from your head as a very sort of by the book, technically minded person. So I'm playing. I played Sarah Ryder as from more from the heart, and I'm playing Scott Ryder as more from the head. And the dialogue is completely different, and their responses are completely different. I'm really enjoying it. Oh. First playthrough, ninety five percent completed. Second playthrough, I'm only doing the main story quests and the loyalty missions. I could give a fuck about the side missions. Um, and the second thing that really bothers me about the game 
is that none of my choices matter. Really? Yeah. Is it one of those games where they like set up <clears throat> that there's this kind of moral choice system and they let you feel as though they're, they, they're, they kind yeah. of treat it as though you're going to have, yeah. they're going to have uh, impacts. Yeah. And it doesn't really. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you still get to point B. Oh, no, absolutely. And whereas in the first trilogy, like a lot of those choices mattered. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of those choices affected stuff that happened either in the game or in subsequent games. So a decision you made in Mass Effect 1 Mm-hmm. will come up in Mass Effect 3. And as long if, as you keep your save data on your machine. Yeah, exactly. And and you and you will feel the benefit of the consequence of that decision in the third game, which I thought was fucking fantastic. Huh. This one, none of none of my decisions matter at mm-hmm. all. Uh, I think there's one decision that has a consequence. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it's you know, you basically you're dealing with, you know, one of the alien races. Um and you either give them a thing or you don't give them a thing. And if you don't give them the thing, then like a good chunk of the side quests are no longer available to you. Oh. But that's it. But that's hardly that impactful if you if the side quests are kind of arbitrary times things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. Um, but overall, I really like the game. Uh, um, I'm I'm uh, maybe about halfway done with my second playthrough, which I will I will finish it. I'll probably play it a third time because I want to get up to level eighty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's probably going to be some DLC and I'm going to get the DLC and I'm going to play that too. You know, um, I really love this world. I really love the, the characters in this world. I really love the, the sociopolitical setups that they have and it continues in this game and um, I like it. I, I know like you've, it you've sung the praises of Mass Effect to me for uh, as long as you've been playing them. <laughs> have I? Yeah. <laughs> if I were, and I think I've asked you this question before, but I'm going to ask you again. Sure, if, sure. If I were to finally say, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to check these games out. Yeah. Do I absolutely have to start with one? No. Not at all. There's there's probably, well, there's like a remastered version of the original trilogy now for this generation. No, there isn't. There isn't? No. Oh, I, I think I think Mass Effect 3 came out for, I want to say PS3? Yeah. I think. Um, they didn't remaster those for the new console to no, they push, didn't to push Andromeda. That's yeah, that's weird. another big question mark. Like, why wouldn't you remaster them they, for the? They did that. Naughty Dog did that with Uncharted. Exactly. Like, that's another big question mark about like what the hell's going on at Bioware? They're making some really dumb decisions. But anyway, um, Mass Effect Andromeda is available for the PS4, obviously, because I played it. Um, yeah, I recommend it, and, and I think I think a, a lot of people are hating on this game, which I think re- are kind of really blown out of proportion. Um, but you coming into it having no prior knowledge, mm-hmm. you might actually love this game. Well, like, like love, love, love it. I'm aware that there's the mining of minerals involved. So there's I'm no, not there's no mine. There. There's no, there's almost zero mining of minerals in this game. You said there, you weren't going to spoil anything. <laughs> I'm not going into it blind now. I know things. I have information now. Well, I mean, you can mine if you want to. What but if I spend that whole game? What if I spent the whole game tensed up, being like, <laughs> right around this corner, I'm going to mine some minerals. And it never came. You know how disappointed, mad I beat you? Uh, you can mine in this game. You don't need to mine You're in this game. You're backtracking now. You're trying to like I'll walk back up. No, no. Line. There is a mining mechanic, but I've never used it because I've never needed it. All right. Uh, in Mass Effect 2, you need it to mine. There's no way around it. Well, I want to play Mass Effect 2 if that's your favorite. <laughs> it is, actually. Mass Effect 2 is one and, of my favorites. And if it's full of mining, let's it do is, this. Oh, thing. my God. So much mining. So much fucking mining. You had to pick a favorite... Uh, game franchise ever. Oh. Would it be Mass Effect or Dragon Age? Well, they're made by the same company. I don't uh, care. Um, they take place in profoundly different worlds. Uh, I've never played 
any of them, but I know that you have committed hours, hundreds of hours to those two franchises. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. That's a really tough question because I love them for different reasons. If you have thoughts on which franchise is preferable, (laughs) Mass Effect versus Dragon Age, write to us at epicpiecast at gmail.com. That's epicpiecast at gmail.com. I mean, they they both scratch a different itch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're similar in that they're like adventure games that have RPG elements, right? Yes, but it's they work completely differently. It's 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 you, it's apples and oranges. You can't compare the two. I mean, you can you can you can compare the two. Cool. The fact, I just I just did. Look, yeah, they're both RPGs. They both have like XP, and you can craft items, and you can, you know. But that's. You know, and and they, they have side quests, but that's really about it. There's like, you know, they, they, all of the, I don't know. I like, I, I like being a powerful, you know, death mage in uh, Dragon Age. And I love being a combat engineer in Mass Effect. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think if you're, if, if I were to, if I was going to suggest it to you, I would say start with Mass Effect because you love science fiction. That's not true. That is absolutely fundamentally that true. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely fun. That is fun. That is a fundamental defining quality of you. That is patently true. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you don't, I mean, you appreciate fantasy, but I don't think it's like, it's not your cup of tea. It's not, it wouldn't be your first choice. No, it's not. Yeah. So Mass Effect, I would vote play, play Mass Effect Andromeda. In fact, you can borrow my copy. That wasn't even my question. I wasn't asking oh. for a recommendation. I just wanted to know if you. Uh-huh had to uh, make a choice between your two true loves. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't actually care. And uh, <laughs> if you come up with it and I, a, 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 a definitive answer to this question, we'll, uh-huh. we'll, put, we'll slip it in as a stinger. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's basically, um, I mean, I, there's probably more I can talk about, but that's, that's really been on my brain for a while now. Well, the, there's one thing I wanted to say about that that like echoes one of my own gaming passions uh-huh. is that you talked about how this this gameplay mechanic of managing an inventory of weapons and abilities sure. has changed so that it happens in real time now. Yeah. So that if you're fighting a giant monster and you were like, hmm, I want to trick out this gun and take yeah. his face off, yeah. it doesn't pause the game. No. It just superimposes on the game yeah. while this giant monster is still spiraling down on you and <laughs> yeah. you have to make quick decisions. That echoes uh, a similar change that I saw shift in my favorite gaming franchise or one of my favorite gaming franchises many years ago in the Resident Evil series. Resident Evil 4, which arguably... Still the best game in the series. Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4. Okay. Which was originally, like, so old, it was originally released for PS2. <laughs> oh, dear. It's such a good game. <laughs> but it always had, like, this inventory management system. Sure. Where you could, sure, sure. You could only carry X number of weapons. And, and when you would want to switch between them in a boss fight or something, you would pause the game. And then you would right. see your little suitcase and you would move the things around. But when they came around to Resident Evil 5, right. they changed it and made it, like, a thing that just superimposes on the screen. Ooh. So that hordes of zombies are still coming at you and it created this more urgency and it actually and it made you play more creatively yeah it made you strategize several steps ahead so that once after you know you go into a room and all you're doing is picking up health items and you're aware that shit lurks around the corner <laughs> you can start thinking you can start prearranging your items and be like now when i get into that room i'm going to take this rocket launcher that has one round left in it and then I'm going to quickly switch to the machine gun that I have 60 rounds left. Um, and I felt that that created a really satisfying kind of gameplay yeah. because it made you yeah. think uh, w- it w- urgently and made you kind which of you, stretch other mental muscles that you which normally Which came would. first? Did Dead Space come first or did Resident Evil, was it the one you're talking about, 5? Uh, Dead Space came first. 
they did that. They they yeah. did that was, was I think was that the first game to do that where you had to manage inventory in real time? I don't know enough about video games to say if it was the first one, okay. but it was the first survival horror game that I played that did that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then it showed up in five. And also uh, another thing that happened between four and five was that. Um, there were a few portions of four where you would, there would be kind of escort missions and this other character would come in and you would have to control both characters to Ooh. get them through challenges. When it came around to five, you're partnered up with somebody the entire game and then it becomes an AI uh, sidekick. AI? <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. No, well, I I'm saying, what you're, but you're saying Mass Effect did that too. Yeah, but except that, well, does, the, does your sidekick in Resident Evil 5 also fight? Yeah. Oh, okay. And you okay. have to keep arming him or her with weapons and, and okay you have to keep healing them okay and they just they're just freaking leroy jenkins every time <laughs> you're walking down the hallway being like all right i'm gonna look at my inventory i've got a rocket launcher it's got one round left in it then i'm gonna go to the machine gun and it's got 60 rounds in it and meanwhile your sidekick is leroy jenkins just runs into like a zombie's mouth and then you have to chase her down and give her all of the health items you had left uh, Which I <laughs> created a new set of challenges. And- I have uh, I, one of my one of the party members in Mass Effect Andromeda is the Leroy Jenkins of Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> uh, I love him to death. I use him every single time, and every I was like, I'm not even aware there's enemies nearby, and he ba- basically like hulks out and just runs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there must be enemies nearby. Everybody's got everybody's <laughs> got to have a Murdoch on their A team. <laughs> Uh, uh, so anyway, but related, what, is this, what is this leading up to? This is leading up to. I'm going to tell you about what I just played during the break, uh-huh. which was Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, Resident you Evil. You really like this game. I cannot say enough good things about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm I'm a Resident Evil apologist. I like it when it's <laughs> it's bad. Actually, that's not even true. I never finished Resident Evil Six because, like most great survival horror games, as the series progressed, it got farther and farther away from survival horror right. and you know limited ammunition limited health items sure uh atmosphere tension dread like you know ma- building tension and making yeah. you feel physically uneasy sure. waiting for something to happen sure. but every time they would like you know the the development teams would walk away from a game they'd be like hey they liked it i got this email this kid said he likes the machine gun oh well let's put 75 more machine guns in the game <laughs> Let's make it a cover-based shooter. Is let's that, just that, run through a war zone. Can, uh, Actually, let's have fewer monsters and let's have more enemy paramilitary forces to go against. So there's things shooting at you. And it basically just became action-adventure games. Six becoming the most self-indulgent of all of them. Is that, is that you, the one where you can run and shoot at the same time? Yes, that's when they introduced that. Okay. Yes, I, I, I haven't been able to mention Resident Evil to you in the past 10 years without yeah. you making some crack. Uh, that's not that a crack. That's how I... That's how I they delineate between them. They yeah okay, pre run and shoot, yes. post run and shoot. Yes, because yes. I've never played them, and that's the only like demarcation of like old gen to new gen that I know. Yeah, well they 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 fixed that like back by six. They okay. fixed that. Anyway, so they just ran that series into the ground and made it a shadow of its former <laughs> self. And then in January of this year, they released Resident Evil 7. So naturally, upon hearing this news, I kind of rolled my eyes and thought, great, I'm going to what jump out of a helicopter onto a jet ski, and then I'm going to fight a Russian army, and then maybe a zombie's going to jump up during the credits. They went as far away from what it was uh, to a place where it worked. First of all, they they went back to the original, uh, the roots of having 
survival horror. Yeah. You walk around this game. Limited you, options. You find a gun. You might not find a bullet for that gun for another two hours of gameplay. And when you find one, you might find one. <laughs> There's very limited health items, very limited uh, ammunition, limited weapons, limited space to carry those weapons. Um, tons and tons of tension and atmosphere designed to like really immerse you and just make you start white knuckling before anything happens. Yeah, to you. yeah, yeah. Also, they made it a first-person shooter. Yeah. Which I've never been a fan of first-person shooters. They've always made me... That's true. I like over the shoulder. Yeah. Um, it worked so well. Oh. And this time, instead of you going up against a quasi-paramilitary organization who's got the secrets for a, an evil virus <laughs> that's going to m- mutate the world into monsters, yes, yes, yes. you actually spend the whole time on a dilapidated plantation in the South. You're a man <laughs> yeah. looking for yeah. your presumed dead wife. Now, I know that sounds a little bit like the premise of Silent Hill 2, but hear me out. Um, <laughs> and then you go down there and you find this terrifying family of rednecks called the Bakers. Right. And they live on this sprawling, crumbling plantation. And in there, it's just horrible imagery, horrible things to kill. Is it is great, it great great puzzles? Could you've done with oh. some more puzzles, but that's another been one of the great things of, of the Resident Evil series is the item management, the tension and the puzzles. puzzles. Um so the, the the puzzles were excellent. There's already a ton of DLC for it. Uh, I've already finished the game once. I started a second playthrough and I've played through all the DLC. It's it's just it's just excellent. I was really genuinely terrified wow. during so much of the play in the, in the fun way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a moment when I first started playing it where something really kind of scary and freaky happened and I was like, I don't think I can play this. <laughs> there was a few years ago I had to stop playing horror games because I was like, these are supposed to be an escape for me and they're, all they're doing is creating more anxiety for yeah, me. Yeah, And uh, I had a moment at the beginning where I was like, ah, I don't know about this. But I yeah. like, I soldiered through that moment and it paid off oh, by good. being the most rewarding game experience of the last many, many Wow, I've never heard you speak this passionately or eloquently about a game in a long time. I'm always disappointed. I always get a game and yeah. I, I get excited about it for like the first several hours of gameplay yeah. and I usually don't even finish it because I'm like... Ugh. Well, I think I think you really loved Dead Space in, in almost the same way. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, the first one, not the second one. I think the nope, second the, one you the, didn't... It fell by this... It did the same thing. Yeah. The first one, an excellent, like tense survival horror game. Yeah. The second one, a little more action. Yeah. The third one, I didn't even play because it was just a straight-up action game. It was basically Resident Evil 6 in space. Well, that's that's pretty exciting. Here's the thing. I'm never going to play it. I know. You watched Ever. part of a video online yeah. where these people just watch walkthroughs. And, yeah. and you, I was watching it with you. There was yeah. sun shining through the windows. Yeah. It was a, obviously a video game because we're yeah. watching people play it. Yeah. And you were visibly uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I, I, can't, I am not. I, I recognize its greatness. I recognize that its gameplay is both unique and... Uh, wonderful, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun for a lot of people. I choose out. <laughs> I, I can't. I just can't. I can't do it. I don't. I don't love that kind of. I don't love that kind of storytelling intention. Yeah, you know, I just don't. I, uh, I think I just like it. It's, it's kind of like amusement park rides for me, where I kind of don't really like them, but I do love. I love the exhilaration of it. Yeah, when it comes to an end. Yeah. So like yeah, when yeah, I yeah. when it's pulling back to the thing, then I'm yeah. like. Fuck, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so there are these incredibly tense sections in Resident Evil 7 where I'm like, this is not fun. This is not fun. But being on the other end of it, when all the enemies are dead and there's quiet and then you can start cracking open barrels that have bullets in them again, <laughs> then you're like, that was really satisfying. That's See, that sounds wonderful. It's, it's um, a goddamn and- 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And I'm going to have to take your word for it. And also, I mean, uh, the, making the, the antagonist a family of scary mutant rednecks. Yeah. Oh, it just speaks right to my heart. <laughs> Scare, there are a few because things that scare me more than rednecks. You come from the land of rednecks. Yeah. Yeah. Those people terrified me growing up. The only thing that to me that is scarier than a terrifying redneck yeah. is a terrifying teenage redneck. Ooh. That's it. That's the only thing that makes it worse. Because <laughs> I'm terrified of two things. You want to guess what those two things are? Teenagers and rednecks? You're a good boy. <laughs> Shit. Why don't you come on up to the house? We're going to give you a haircut. Oh, right. fuck. That, that was creepy. That's, that's a direct quote from... Um, me in, in high school. Okay. Hearing a truckload of like these guys going, hey, come up the house. We're going to give you a haircut. Oh, dear. Yeah. Fuck. They that's, didn't. I'm uncomfortable. Don't do that again. Uh, Resident Evil 7. 40 stars. Okay. In the future, we have more stars on our game rating system that we never even had before. Well, I, oh, oh, well, I guess if 40 stars, I would give... How many uh, pies are you going to give Andromeda? Uh, Andromeda it's gets... It's Andromeda. It's Andromeda. Appalachia. Right. Mass Genius. Effect, Appalachia. <laughs> oh, my God. We just combined our two games. Oh, my fucking God. You're a space explorer who shoots redneck aliens in the face. <laughs> Along with your NPC partner, Ned Beatty. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hashtag, this is, our, this is our idea. Don't steal it. Um, Mass Effect gets uh, an apple pie, a whole apple pie, and you know what? Half a cherry. That doesn't mean it. I don't know what your favorite yeah. pie is. Yeah, that's what it gets. Okay, that's a, just a little a rating full, system for you. A full apple pie and half a cherry. There you go. Okay. You were saying that we were going to have to keep this one short today. <laughs> Did I? You were starting to say something like that. I guess that. so. Well, we're yeah. not going to do that yet because oh. I got something else I got to talk about. Was oh. that really all you wanted to talk about was just Mass Effect? That's that's literally the only thing I care about in the past four months. Wow. Yeah. You didn't care that there is a swelling mm-hmm. iceberg mm-hmm. of evidence to mm-hmm. link the Trump campaign to mm-hmm. ties with Russia, which is mm-hmm. treason. And he's mm-hmm. still in office mm-hmm. moving an armada of nukes to North Korea. We're actually just saying on Twitter that he is, and he didn't really do it. How has this only been four months? You know what I love about Batman? Uh, what? There's really not that much to love these days other than Lego Batman. Uh, that he basically he can be interpreted any, any way we want. That's what I really that's, love about Batman. You, that's kind of a stretch. He's pretty one-dimensional. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I saw the the new Justice League trailer. 
Yeah. Um, I don't care. Yeah. How, how does that feel? That, feel- that, that this thing yeah. that you are now seeing yeah. is being met with apathy. First of all, that you watched the trailer. I did watch that, the trailer. Like, not because you're so excited about it that you're on media blackout, which is no. what you normally do with things that you care about. Oh, absolutely. That you're sitting there going like, eh, I guess I'll watch the Justice League trailer. Like, you have been a passionate Justice League fan your whole life. Pretty much. That is where our shared passionate <laughs> Batman fandom deviates. And yeah. then I don't, I've never yeah. given a shit about You don't Justice give a League. shit about the Justice I don't League, care yeah. about the supernatural parts of the Batman universe. And you're like, fuck yeah. Like, Batman is like basically running neck and neck with Flash for like your favorite superhero. Yeah, absolutely. So the fact that you mm-hmm. are seeing the Justice League trailer and being mm-hmm. like, nah. I Yeah, I don't care. I literally don't care. There is nothing about that trailer that excites me. Nothing. Not a single solitary thing. There's one funny line in it. Which one? Bruce Wayne and Flash are getting into the Batmobile. Oh, what's your superpower? I'm rich. I'm rich. Yeah, that wasn't even funny. That's kind of funny. No. I, like, to me, it, I was like, oh, well, great. White privilege. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's a joke that everybody else makes online, but they've never actually used that joke. And that's why it's horrible, because they're, they're telling a bad joke on purpose. Maybe it was because the rest of it was so joyless. Why are the live action films so fucking gray and overcast? Why? Well, they're not when they're all red and yellow because everything's on fire. Well, but. Yeah, I don't care. I want. And again, it's, it's, it's one of those things like I love Batman beyond all reasonable expectations that should be allowed by any other human being on the planet. I love Batman. I want to love Batman things. I want to consume them. I want to give people my money to enjoy Batman things. Yeah. I don't care about this movie at all. Yeah. I do. It's, I mean, it's. And that's like, that's the first time I've ever said something like that about, maybe not, but like, I don't know. You know who the villain is in this movie? Who? You don't know. Oh, uh, they're, they're, they're fighting, um, I believe it's Darkseid. No. Apocalypse. No. They, s- they they had that like sort of flash forward that like vision yeah. in the last movie to make us think when we saw like the Omega oh, symbol on. Oh, then the wait, earth. then who's the? We who thought the, it was going to be Darkseid. Who's the villain? Oh no, I think they're probably saving Darkseid for uh, Justice League Two. Oh, then who's the villain? Steppenwolf. Oh, it's still Apocalypse. It's, oh yeah, it is. He yeah. is, but still like fucking bottom tier, man. Yeah, he's a D-lister. He's a he's a D-list villain. How about something we've never seen on screen before in live action? Like I don't know, Brainiac. Brainiac would be cool. Fuck, I would even I would even take a uh, a Vandal Savage. To be honest, I don't even know who that is. Oh, see, okay, doesn't see? matter. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Uh, but Steppenwolf. Okay, but then now that here's the problem. So you can't tell the story of Apocalypse without telling the story of the new gods, which means it's going to be an even more complicated movie than it needs to be. Yeah. And they're also going to do like, you know, an origin scene of every single hero, which means the, the first third is going to just going to be exposition. And here's who the Flash is. And here's who Cyborg is. It's like, I don't care. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I don't care. I want to care. I would like to, I guess, kind of care. I would like to be surprised. But when they keep putting out trailers like that and Marvel puts out trailers for Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor, uh, Rick and Nakaroli, uh, <laughs> those two trailers are just sick as hell. Thor, Ricky Tiki Tavi? Yeah. <laughs> Thor, Ragu Sauce with the Hulk plant. 
<laughs> Thor uh, Rick rolls the audience. <laughs> that trailer is fun and exciting yeah. and funny. And, yeah. Uh, and the, the the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer looks great. Even even the Star Wars teaser is they don't show much of anything and that got me more excited for a movie than the full Justice League trailer. And sure enough, Star Wars fans came out en masse to complain about that on the internet. Of course they did. It's a teaser. I know that by this time last year we'd already had a teaser and we got the first full length trailer. But who they, cares? They held, yeah, who cares? I don't give a fuck. Th- that doesn't mean that this is no longer a, tra- a teaser. Yeah. Um, yeah, Star Wars Celebration in Orlando gave us Tons of sneak peeks. Before we talk about that trailer, they also gave us a trailer for the final season of Rebels. I don't know what that is. Uh, Star Wars Rebels. What is it's that? On, it's a Disney, is that a thing? It's a Disney cartoon. It's a cartoon. Yes, on the TVs on Disney XD. It, okay, it's it. Takes, so I need cable to watch it. I think so. they. I don't know what they have a streaming. Do, do, service. do they have a streaming service? Because I can, I don't have cable. It's an animated series. It's a, it's a band of of rebels. And the is movie, it like Clone Wars? The animated series? Kind of. It takes place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you get some, you get some original trilogy characters. Oh, kind of like the Clone Wars did. Clone Wars was between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Ah, uh, okay, okay, got it. Um, and it's it's a lot like Clone Wars in that when Clone Wars first came out, they released the first three episodes of that as a ninety minute feature, and they put it in theaters. Right. And it was garbage. Yeah. It was stupid. Not good. Goofy fart jokes. Yeah. It was dumbed down from yeah. something that was already dumbed down. Yeah. From like. Attack of the Clones. Exactly. And it <laughs> was point. just Good point. stupid kitty toy commercial. Yeah. And it was garbage. Yeah. And so I checked out. I'm not watching this. Lightsaber sound effects, <laughs> that's not enough to keep me on board. That's too bad. So I didn't watch it. A couple seasons passed, and then everybody who I'm friends with, specifically our good friend Lucas Siegel, mm-hmm. uh, is always saying, like, man, you got to watch Clone Wars. You got to watch Clone Wars. And I'm like, everybody has to be high on bad drugs because <laughs> there's nothing interesting about it but then I finally I, I gave yeah. it and, and I went back and watched it I think, and I think I watched the entirety of it before you did I was wrong because oh, yeah. it got gritty it showed what war looks like yeah. there were there, there were, were actual consequences for actions by the time they got to like the fifth season they were just showing off what can we do to make this cool I got an idea we're going to have an episode where the character Jar Jar Binks yeah. is going to be trying to protect his lover and to protect his lover, he's going to punch a child in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Can we put that in a cartoon? Sure. Sure. Was anybody going to believe it? I don't know. Let's put it in there. And then I watched it and went, oh, oh look at Jar Jar go. <laughs> Rebels did the same thing. It was the first season. So it was once Disney got the IP, the yeah. entire Star Wars universe. And they were yeah. like, we're going to do this animated series. So like, here's our little band of Rebels. And we got a monster. And we got, we've got like a, a pilot and a thief and a couple Jedis. And we got a... Uh, robots and blah 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 it was all like very colorful I thought the character designs looked really stupid I liked that it was in a universe where like Mos Eisley and Stormtroopers existed sure 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 but still I watched like a few episodes and like I eh, wasn't into it and kind of checked out yeah. and came back and they did the same thing it just started getting <laughs> darker and expanded so much Star Wars mythology in such a beautiful way oh really set up stuff that is being called back in the new movies in Rogue wow. One wow like, it's all it's all part of canon and it's it's excellent. It really enriches that universe. And Wowzers. So there's going to be a final season of it. And Star Wars Celebration released a uh, trailer for that final season. It's amazing. Oh, good. I, I'm excited. I may have to, I may have to find it because I don't have cable. I mean, I'm going to need to find a way to watch it uh, that's not uh, Disney. Star Wars Celebration also released a trailer for Battlefront 2, the video game. Which I just watched with you right now. Uh, that was that. that game. I want to I go before you go into that. I want to say that I played uh, Star Wars Battlefront with you. Yeah. Um, it's one of the first games I played on the, on the PS4 that you got me for Christmas that year. Yeah. And I liked playing with you. I liked the thrill of some of that combat, 
but ultimately I got very bored very quickly. There's no single player campaign. There's no, there's no content other than what you create in multiplayer. You can just test runs of various yeah. levels and mechanics, or you can go play yeah. with a bunch of German teenagers online who yeah, are going to murder basically. you in a second. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it was kind of disappointing, and that yeah. was the big complaint, is that there wasn't a single player campaign. Well, EA heard your call, <laughs> and they put a single player campaign into the new one, and they released a, a narrative game trailer. For the new one, looks really and good. The trailer for that game is like the best trailer for a Star Wars movie I've ever seen. I want to see that movie. It looks <laughs> sick. I love, I, I love the idea of you playing as a, a like an imperial soldier. Yes, you know? I love the idea of the chief uh, protagonist of the game being another woman. Yeah, because no, I love that because I got to see a bunch of fuckboys shit their pants on Facebook <laughs> when when that trailer came out and people were uh, not Facebook but just anything anywhere else in the universe with yeah. the comment section right. to be crying that like it suggests that you are playing this imperial soldier after the fall of the empire and who's woman and to see like comments of all these angry boys being like oh, but what is what is going on? Why do we have to have another female protagonist? Like like oh, Force dear. Awakens and Rogue One wasn't enough. Now they're all going to be women. Are we ever going to get any characters that we can identify with? Oh, like, that's an actual comment that I read. Shut the fuck up. Which is like a, a contender for an award winner for least self aware comment ever yeah. made. Yeah. Which only all that did was make that trailer even look better to me. Yeah, so, no, knowing knowing that that pissed off a shit ton of assholes. Yes. Then uh, that trailer is genius. So thanks, you fucking crybabies. <laughs> I hope you don't play it, and I hope you rob yourself of the experience of joy because you're totally not sexist. Uh, but anyway, the third trailer was, yes. was, of course, was the first teaser that we got for the Last Jedi Star yeah. Wars Episode Eight, yeah. and it's a teaser and. It showed even less than I was expecting it to show. Yeah. And uh, what am I going to say? I'm still excited. It looks amazing. It does. It looks beautiful. It's beautifully shot. Um, that last line about how the Jedi Order must end or die. I forget the actual yeah, line. It's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah. It's just that to me speaks far more volume and far more depth than that fucking Justice League trailer could possibly ever dream of creating. Yeah. That one line alone is worth it to me. Yeah. To hear Luke Skywalker say the Jedi must end to me is a far more compelling. Like, as far as I'm concerned, ta-da, Star Wars. More depth and complexity than, than, <laughs> than Justice League. Says Nelson Lugo of the Epic Podcast. <laughs> Man, if only we were famous and we could get blurbs on posters. Oh, my. We should just create our own memes with blurbs on posters. <laughs> Uh, actually, you know what? If you're a meme creator, by all means, use Says Nelson Lugo of the Epic Podcast. <laughs> I like how much they are enjoying teasing us, Luke Skywalker, because yeah. the last movie. All you got was that one shot. You got to see him, but you didn't get to hear him. No. And the new trailer, you get to hear him, but, but you don't really see, see him. him so no. I like I, it's like there's something there's something really warm and comforting knowing that. This is the story where Luke is going to train Ray, you know, or at least that's what we get. We get the idea or the 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 hint that he's training Ray. Yeah. And to me, like the full circleness of that is so warm and comforting and just feels good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Still I'm remember. Excited. Still remember when he was just a. Just a snotty little fuckboy on Dagobah. Little, <laughs> little whiny punk like, kid. Oh, this is taking too much time. 
And Yoda was like, oh, oh I'm going to blow you. I'm to go to Tossie Station to pick up some Balogun murder. Yoda's like, oh, you having a hard time? I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Hey, go walk in that little cave there. Because <laughs> you're about to have the, the craziest Jedi acid trip. I want, I want, I want to see Ray's uh, Jedi acid trip. All right, I guess we got a, we got a hint of that already. Oh, we're getting more of that. I want to get more of that. I think we saw the tail end of it in the trailer. I think oh, really? I, I suspect that that starts at the end of her second vision. Ooh. But I don't know shit about anything. What do I know? You know, you know stuff. I don't really. You know things. You know stuff and things. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, one last thing that I, I think I should okay. throw in is that uh, I feel that going forward for our loyal listener. By the way, quick shout out to you, C. C. Muldrow. Muldrow. Uh, going forward, I feel I should brace you for brace me future for what future episodes of this podcast. Okay, uh, future content on this podcast. All right, and that when we hit that pause there at the beginning of the episode, sure. I got very deeply into professional wrestling. Wait, are you a wrestler now? I am not a wrestler. Oh, okay. I'm just then. A, yeah, then I don't give a fuck. What are you going to say? Oh, I'm a huge fan. But I, I don't feel want like you, I going don't forward you. episodes of this podcast yeah. when we're like going, "Hey, Batman, 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 Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Mass Effect, Mass Effect, Mass Effect." <laughs> By the way, we got to talk about what's going down at SummerSlam. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a thing I'm going to be discussing. Does this mean? Well, the thing is, it's going to be a really one-sided conversation if I don't partake in this. Really? Yeah. Did, how much did I interject into that conversation about Mass Effect? Quite a bit. I just asked questions to push this along because we didn't have a guest and I'm trying to sharpen my <laughs> skills for next month when we do have a guest. Uh, Look, I got really into professional wrestling. I was, I'll make this quick. I was really into professional wrestling yeah. when I was a little kid yeah. when I was, I don't know, 15 or whatever when I discovered weed and punk rock. That's sure. when I lost interest in it. And then I didn't watch <laughs> well, you it. You know, that's the natural course of things. And then I didn't pay attention again uh-huh. for 26 years. That's, I missed yeah. out on The Rock. I yeah. missed out on The Undertaker. I sure. missed out on the Attitude Era, the NWO, WCW, Eric Bischoff, all of that shit. All of it. I missed out on all of it. Didn't care. It was this background thing. You that, just streamed a litany of names that don't. I have no idea who these people are. C. Muldrow knows. <laughs> so I missed out on all of that. But I uh-huh. had been talking a great deal to my partner, Bunny Buxom, sure. about how much I love professional wrestling yeah. and how I think she would love it because it's very much it's it's athleticism but with the pageantry of burlesque combined sure. and sure. crazy goofy cartoonish storytelling that it would be fun so she surprised me for Christmas got me tickets to go see a house show at Madison Square Garden I remember. it was amazing and then the next week watched Raw and Smackdown and that was it and now <laughs> it snowballed from there yep I'm right. watching pay-per-view events. I'm following. That's true. I'm having conversations I watched, on. Uh, what is that? WrestleMania. I watched WrestleMania with you. Uh, I'm having. I've got like a, a little community of other wrestling fans online that we discuss <laughs> the days after Raw and SmackDown, what what they're doing with the property. And I am really like unapologetically, unironically, unguilty pleasurely. Yeah. Into it. Oh. I, it's, I I just surprised how much it got a hold of me and how quickly and how tightly uh-huh. after. You know, 26 years of like adulthood. Sure. That it just sucked me in. At first, I was like, oh, this is overwhelming. I don't know any of these names. Well, I can tell you about all of them now. <laughs> so just expect if, if we have to do that, if we have to relegate a one minute corner of every episode. Sure. So no, we'll, we can, we'll, we can we'll call it. We'll call it wrestling with Schaefer. Yeah. And, yeah. We've got we've got what's bothering Schaefer. We've got the what's bothering Schaefer minute. We've got the. Now we got the wrestling, the wrestling with Schaefer minute. Or it's just going to be really fast. Uh, Samoa Joe and Nia Jax deserve belts, and what are they doing with Roman Reigns? Thank you. 
was that was that your minute? Was that the thing you wanted to say? Uh, there was more in there, but you you must have blanked out during it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes got a little glossy. I saw my reflection in them, and that's why I cut it short because I didn't want to actually put you in a coma our first month back. That's true. Well, thank you. I do appreciate That's very kind. Anyway, I, just yes. a heads up going forward. I'm going to probably be hollering about wrestling on this show. Okay. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I'm, thank you for the heads up, You're for the warning. You're welcome. Uh, you've never needed to do that before with anything you're particularly passionate about. But Well, I, there's still a little bit of a self-conscious thing that comes with it. I'm still a little with bit... With you, like you feel like self-conscious. Yeah, okay. it's like, I'm really into it. But yeah. when you get people who are like not wrestling fans and you like want to go all in on it, it's like, it's similar to any feeling I've ever had like where I'm talking to civilians and I get really into obscure details about Star Wars. I'm like, ooh, I should let you know I'm really into Star Wars and I, I, can, I tend to go on tangents about it. Um, but, but wrestling, it uh-huh. holds a little bit more because when I was last a fan 26 years ago, sure. I was even a little self-conscious about it then. So it basically, it's a carryover. Yeah. Okay. I have no reason to be. I'm a. I'm an adult. I can do whatever yeah, the no, hell of course, I want. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I, there's still this part where I'm still kind of like, yeah, I'm really into wrestling. I literally don't care. You can talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Good. They really don't know what the fuck to do with Roman Reigns. Uh, really public. Just... I won't understand a word you're saying. Shout out to Alexa Bliss, who just moved over to the <laughs> Raw lo- roster. And uh, she's number one contender to take Bailey's okay. Raw Women's Championship title yeah. at payback at the end of the month. That's a thing. I hope I hope she gets the payback she deserves. Uh, was that it? Was that all you wanted to say? You wanted to say more? You might as well just get it out now. Uh, I'm also uh, working on a mixtape. A mixtape? Oh, that's right. That's work, right. Working on a mixtape. Got some new songs coming. All Is stuff. this the uh, the Junk Drawer 2 you've been talking about? It's not really going to be Junk Drawer 2 now. Now it's going to be more of a, of a proper mixtape. Oh. In that it's not just going to be stuff I've unreleased. It's going to be stuff that I'm writing for it, but I'm just writing it over a lot of copyright infringement. So it'll be <laughs> it'll be a free record, but it'll be like a, you know, a continuous mix yeah, of yeah, a bunch yeah. of music that I don't have the rights to that I'm just, that that just I'm, I'm going to write on. rhymes to because I've, I've never done a proper mixtape and my friend Vince Vandal said this thing at a show in uh-huh. Baltimore that just stuck with me What's where that? he said I really feel like every rapper should do a mixtape at least once and his reasoning was I, he doesn't really need one. He's right. It's kind of like just. Well, what's, I mean, what, what's the thought behind it? I guess is the question. You know, every rapper should do a full length record. Every rapper should do a bunch of guest appearances. Every rapper should do maybe release an EP. Oh, of, I see. So this is like the the checklist yeah. of, of things that you as an artist should probably experiment with. Yeah, I mean, and I, like young rappers now, they will. You start with a mixtape, yeah, and then you work your way up. So I'm kind of going backwards because I yeah. never followed that business model no but he well, had I mean, a point they, he said the thing and he was like everybody should have yeah. a mixtape and i'm like you know you're goddamn right everybody should and i've never done one and i've got a bunch of songs lying around that i was collecting for this second collection of unreleased stuff called junk drawer 2 sure but they're all already over copyrighted yeah. music so yeah. why don't i just keep following that path and turn it into a mixtape yeah. because i've never done one and i can it's never too late i oh, guess fantastic no i'm excited do you have a I know what the answer is going to be. Do you do you have like a, a deadline for this? <laughs> eventually, 2017. Yeah, there we go. Which basically means eventually 2018. Right. And hopefully before the end of 2017, <laughs> that new Schaefer, Riley, and the Double Ice Backfire record will be out too. But yeah, you just released a, a single from that. No, we didn't. Oh. That is a song called I Hate People that is going to be on Vince Vandal's new album uh, where he just creates beats and he brings in different MCs for all the tracks. It's called it. Advanced Friends and Fandom. That's funny. His first one was just called Friends and Fandom, and that had um, that song that I wrote about Damian Wayne on it. Got it. 
So this, I hate people is going to be on. Uh, that, that's a really good song. By Thank the you way. very much. I'm, I'm, I enjoy that one quite a bit. Okay. It's like, it's like a theme to uh, my life. I, I, that's what I was going for. Yeah. I wanted everybody to have their own, you know, pep rally song <laughs> for all the rest of us who hate everybody else. Right. <laughs> and maybe I'll uh, have some sneak peeks of some of that material on next month's episode. Yeah. 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 Um, but not this one because I'm sick of it already. Okay. All right. No problem. I hate this world. <laughs> okay. That's a thing. What about you? you got anything else you want to holler about? Probably, but it's all like dumb stuff. Cool. <laughs> We're winding down, and so I don't want to add any sort of big conversations to the mix, but you know, I'm I'm slowly sort of questioning, you know, social media's usefulness. Uh, <laughs> you know, um I'm I think I'm I think I'm pulling away from Facebook uh slowly but surely. Good. And you are high on the top of the list of people that I think would benefit from doing that. Do you think so? Yeah. Any specific reason why? Or just because? Well, I think everybody would benefit from it because I think it is it is where communication goes to rot. Mm. Um, That's or true. Human, human interaction uh, is this obscene parody of itself. Yeah. 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 And, that makes and, sense. And the, I see that the people who grow more and more miserable with it are the people who grow more and more morose <laughs> and and everything is just under the surface is like a cry for help yeah and yeah, i yeah. feel like you've always been a little bit like that with yeah. the way you use social media but lately it's been your corner of the internet's been real fucking grim yeah so and yeah. i feel like it's it's not to say that it might not be coming from a legitimate place but i think that those feelings are almost certainly exasperated by the experience of putting them on the internet. What used to be kind of a cathartic, right, getting exactly. them off your chest, yeah. now is like measured with anxiety when it's not getting the response that you wanted. Exactly. Or, or that you have to end up fighting with people who miss the point or try to turn it into a comedy open mic, and it just makes it all worse. You were okay managing it by yourself. Yeah. You thought putting it out there was going to help you like cleanse that. And, and, and it did for a while. But it I doesn't mean, anymore. But it doesn't anymore. Because it's gotten more toxic and poisonous and people use it more and more poorly. Well, I mean, there was a there was a point where like sharing this information was freeing in that yeah. a, a lot of people, you know, felt the same way and like, "Oh, I'm not alone in these thoughts." And, exactly. And and we can commiserate and support each other in that way. And there was a long long, long chunk of time where everybody was basically trying to out impress each other with how wonderful their life is. Oh, yeah. And there was a tiny contingent of people like, you know, no, 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 this is a real thing I'm saying. And these are real feelings I'm having. And it was a breath of fresh air from this contest of, you know, who's happier or rather, you know, this contest of, you know, who's trying to convince everyone who's happy. Mm -hmm. And now it's not that anymore. It's, no. it's, it's this really kind of self-defeating exercise in mediocrity and, I think I think I need to either take a break from social media, <laughs> specifically Facebook, or at least only use it for what I really intended it for the first place, and that's just marketing. Do me a favor. What's up? If you take a step away from it, yeah. don't make a public post announcing that you're taking a break. No. That's so self-indulgent and nonsensical and it's just a part of the thing that you just described. I think I think if I were to do I'm I'm basically gonna say, hey, you know, I'm 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 gonna I'm not gonna be on here as much. If you need to contact me, try the other things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not gonna make this long protracted Good, don't. No, because it's fucking stupid. Yeah. But I, I will say, hey, I'm not gonna be here as often, so 
if you need to reach me, that's fine. There are other things. There are other ways you can reach me. And that's it. Um, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm just going to post less. And the things that I do post are really just going to be show, you know, appearances and shows and you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe like the occasional, like, you know, puppy meme or something, but that's it. I just, I can't, I can't really deal with it anymore. Good. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of doubling down on Instagram because it's, you know, it's, it's more visual and more fast paced and, and less. What's the word? Comment driven. Yes, that's it. <laughs> less comment driven. I don't need comments. I don't even, you don't need, you don't need threads and sub threads exactly. of, of, yes, of, um, of arguments that miss the point. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. But yeah, that's basically it. You know, well, good. I feel your pain. Uh, I think you will benefit. I think it will do wonders for your overall disposition if you do <laughs> take a step away from it. Yeah, because yeah. I've noticed. Well, I mean, I'm, I've, I've already started doing that. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop posting anything that's meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because that's where how that's how I started in the first place. So it's like it's cyclical in, that's, a, in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, you know, you were also saying like there was just for a long time, it was this contest to see who could like post that they're having the best, sunniest life. Yeah. And I feel like there's also a trend now where there's a contest to see who can post who's got the worst. The worst. Yeah. And how many people suddenly have diagnosed themselves with anxiety. I have really bad anxiety, yeah. which really sucks to read as somebody who is medicated for anxiety. Yeah, exactly. I hate seeing that so much. Yeah. And it's like, I can't even post of concern of like, you know, I feel... I feel weird because I don't suffer from anxiety and all of my friends or like a, a great swath of my friends suffer from anxiety. I saw this status. I feel for them. And at the same time, I feel like isolated and it's complicated. It's a complicated emotion. And yeah, and that was met with some sort of pushback. And it was like, OK, well, I'm done. Everything's so combative. Exactly. Everything and, is such and, a challenge. Ev- everything is a cue to be proven wrong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like I can't. I can't, I am neither quick enough, witty enough, or funny enough, or clever enough to keep up with, you know, everyone's point of view. I pulled back a while ago. Oh, did you? Well, when I stopped, like, basically challenging all of my followers to fights and having these big epic I am so fucking happy you don't do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, I, I stopped doing that a while. And, and now I, I keep it pretty surfacey. I talk about things that I yeah. like or I share funny things. Every now and then I'll have, like, kind of one serious status. And all that does is just remind me why I don't do that anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. It's like, I, I don't even post about asshole, sexist, misogynist individuals and it's, it's, and my particular thoughts on feminism because, quite frankly, you're better at it. And so anything, <laughs> anything like, anything I would have said on the matter, you've already said, and so I just kind of repost what you do. I just quit doing it because, yeah. quite frankly, Jesse Dangerously is better at it. <laughs> I used to start fights and then like people would come in swinging their dicks around and yeah. I would just kind of like sit back and cross my arms and wait for Jesse to show up and clean house for me <laughs> or Sharif. Oh, I love Because those guy. guys are awesome. Those guys are awesome. Shout out to Jesse and Sharif who almost certainly never listened to this. They're book. never going to hear this uh, ever. Why would they? Yeah. Why would they? Um, but yeah, that's basically it. You know, living life. Yeah, me too. I got I'm I'm heading to a gig tonight. Oh, we better wrap up then. Yeah. You got to get, you got to get out the door. I do. Uh, hopefully you have the currency that exists in uh, April of 2017. I think I'm just going to sell whatever, you know, the equivalent of blood is. Oh, inflation is not going to get you much. You... You're probably only going to get like one Zorgnac for a pint of blood. Uh, what can I get for a blowjob? Uh, two Zornacs. Is that a lot? I don't know. 
I don't know. I didn't have time to like read the currency. I will tell you what. We're gonna we're gonna tables. figure we're gonna figure out the exchange rate of U.S. dollars to Zornax, and uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Hey, we're really glad to be back, you guys. Hey, thank you so much for being patient and waiting all that time for the new episode. And uh, you know, um, we're back for better or worse. <laughs> Mostly worse. <laughs> Mostly worse. Uh, next month we're gonna have a guest. Uh, we don't want to tease it, but we're pretty excited. And. Um, that's it. Let's go away now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Epic Podcast. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, be here with you today. And uh, we hope that you tune in next month for an all new uh, meandering conversation about pop culture and current events. Uh, I have been Nelson Lugo. I have been Schaefer the Dark Lord. Thank you so much, everyone. And we hope to hear from you very, very soon. Be safe, internet. Take care of each other. It's a cold world out there. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Piecast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. You know, we did it, but yeah. I think before we come back next month and yeah. do uh, episode 52, yeah. I think we should probably go review some old recordings of this because uh-huh. that intro and outro. That's word for word. That's I, literally word for word how this goes. I don't know if you used a different vocal inflection. No, not at all. I mean, dude, you would think after 52 episodes, I would know how this fucking works. Huh? So, don't fuck, Don't sit there and insult my goddamn intelligence, Schaefer. I know my fucking job. Don't tell me how to do my goddamn job. You know what? You're right. Everything 
that you say and do is right. Yeah. I hate you now. Are you happy? Is that is that what you wanted to create? Is that is that the moment you wanted to create here? The fuck do you mean now? <laughs> oh shit. We're gonna fucking fight now. Where's Roger? I'm gonna hit Roger in the face. What are you gonna hit Roger in the What does he have to do with this? Because you know, I, I don't know. I wanna hurt something you love. Nobody punches Roger in the face but me. <laughs> 